Sex Talk, your sex-positive radio show hosted by Alberta Sex Positive Education and Community Centre. My name is Angel, and I'm your host this evening. We're sitting here with Kyle, who's one of our main volunteers at Alberta Sex Positive Education and Community Centre. And we've been talking a lot lately about a really sensitive topic for some people, about how in spaces like this, where we talk a lot about sex positivity, we run into... I'm trying to look how to politely put this. Interesting situations. Interesting situations. Yeah, some of the problems that we've come across in a space like this, that in hindsight, I think they should have been anticipated. Oh, I right. like that word that you used, anticipated. Um, but we we honestly weren't expecting it. And I think because maybe maybe we had a clear idea of what sex positive was for us when we opened the center. And Kyle wasn't here back then, so I'm just going to give a little bit of backstory. And that's um, when we opened Aspect, the idea was that there would be a space where people could access information about sex and sexuality and all its diversity, including topics that have to do more with pleasure and non-het normative, non-gender normative um, aspects of sexuality without shame. So not just the, hey, you could have sex without a condom and your, your genitals will shrivel up and die, but, you know, there's ways to cause pleasure, there's, there's things you can try. And we didn't want anything to be, anything legal to be off limits. So people want to learn how to give an erotic spanking, we'll find someone to teach it. You want to learn how to do anal fisting, we'll find someone to teach it. You want to learn bondage, we'll show you how to do it. And the reason for that is because sex education is often based on um, very rigid ideas that surround heteronormativity, right? Where a man and a woman, they get together, they have babies, and that's the only reason you should have sex, otherwise you're a terrible human being. Only in missionary. Only in missionary, in the dark, with your clothes on, right? So, and, and people are doing all these fun things, but without the information on how to do them safely, how to talk to their partners about it in an open and honest way, because from birth, we're taught talking about any of our body parts that have to do with sex and pleasure is, is bad and wrong and makes us a terrible human. So the idea was if we could destigmatize and de-shame pleasure in sex and give people the skills and the tools they need to navigate that pleasure in a safe and consensual way, a whole bunch of positive community things would happen and I don't just mean the limited communities that I move in but like the greater communities where you reduce gender norms which reduces sexual violence you reduce shame around sex and sexuality and sexual curiosity and pleasure and sexual diversity and you reduce sexual violence right so this all comes down to the idea that when we give people healthy information they go about having sex in healthier ways. And it's no longer just about a power struggle or, or what have you. And so with that idea in mind, as we go through some of the stuff that's going on here, like every event that is hosted here, every workshop, every class we put on, everything that goes on our social media, the backbone of that idea is that, that what we're teaching will help support a society where people can explore things without assaulting behaviors coming into play, without sexism ruining the fun, without homophobia putting them at risk, without 
not having the information on how to do things safely and and talk about the things with whatever partners they have. So that was kind of like the whole tenet behind Aspect. So imagine my surprise when we started talking to other people and going public with that we wanted to open this sex positive center that the conversation immediately went to how are you going to allow people to have sex? And I'm, I'm pretty literal. So like you can even go look at our original post on FetLife about let's talk about getting a sex positive center. And all the conversations that people were bringing is like, will we have to get STI tests? And my thought was like to take a class on sex ed or gender, like what? You know what I mean? And I just totally missed the point that they were defining sex positivity wrong until we were two weeks into this online debate about the sex positive center. What other people heard was place to have orgies. And what I was saying, yeah, I see you laughing, was sure, you could have an orgy here, um, but a place where you could do things where consent and negotiating and talking about things as far away from a shame-based stance as we could was going to be the norm. Sure, come here, have an orgy, and we're going to talk about how to negotiate, how to do it consensually, and and how to be clean and safe about it. Yeah, right? (laughs) So we had this conversation online, and it took place on FetLife, and I was really confused. My partner actually had to say, they're actually talking about sex permissive. And I was like, oh, well, I hadn't really spent a lot of time thinking about what sex permissive would mean in this context because my focus was on the education part. And anybody who's come in here and knows me knows that that's my jam. Right? I want to share what little information I have. I want to access other people that have information and I want to share that too. And I want to make it accessible. Not just to people who have the money to come take a $75 workshop, but I want you to walk in here as a university student or as a person who's just immigrated here or as somebody who's disenfranchised for other reasons and be able to access this information and have a healthy relationship with your body and your own sexuality. That's my goal, right? And I mean, it's, it, I make it sound so simple. We're just gonna change the world one workshop at a time. But we just wanted it to be a space where people interested in developing that could access that. And then we opened and I'm very excited that we opened. And we realized really quickly that we had to fill the calendar if we were going to pay the lease. And I don't know if people are aware of how spaces like this work. So if you have a space in your area that offers things like bondage classes and places where you can go and have threesomes or whatever, support that space. (laughs) Especially if they're not relying on alcohol sales, because you can make a lot more money if you're selling alcohol. Except that really changes the atmosphere of a space and makes it a lot harder for people to be consensual. Um, And if you have to get a little bit of liquid courage to do the thing, you might not be ready to actually do the thing, right? And that's my opinion. Um, But I know a lot of people have struggled in spaces where there's alcohol free flowing and, and sexual things going on for that reason, because people are a little less inhibited and a little more aggressive. I remember after one of our, uh, actually our nude friendly dance that I had been to, um, on the way out the door, there was three, four, five people in a group who were commenting to each other about how it was really nice that they had so much fun in a nude permissive space where there was no alcohol. They didn't have to worry about the flow of alcohol. alcohol. And there was at least four or five people out of a group of, I think we had 50 people in here that night. Yeah, it was and those was just the four or five that I heard. So, 
You know, and we've, um, we used to just pull alcohol permits for events where normally people drink, like karaoke, for example. We'd just pull a permit and, you know, we'd be set up and we'd go stock up on alcohol, which we're poor. <laughs> Meaning, I mean, sometimes I'm, well, all the time I'm taking money out of my paycheck to help keep Aspect open. And I'm not saying that because I want like, you know, attaboys or poor use or do you need a food coupon? Um, but I mean, we've all had to sacrifice to make this place work or it wouldn't work uh, because, I mean, let's face it, people are cheap, right? <laughs> and we live in a society where life is really expensive. Like either you're um, way underpaid and you have way less resources than you should or you have enough resources that you don't even understand why I'm having this conversation. <laughs> and like, there's the middle ground is really quickly disappearing. And um, the first year we were opened, I wasn't being paid and I was here 250 hours a month and I'm still here 250 hours a month and sort of getting paid. And I'm grateful for what I'm getting, like don't get me wrong. But the point being is that we had to run a lot of events in order to make sure this pace was being paid for. And we thought with a little few alcohol sales, two events a month, it would really help. But people weren't buying the alcohol and sometimes what we paid out to have that event, like between the licensing and like say a case of beer, a couple bottles of wine was three or four times more than what we were bringing in. So like, obviously this is not a very good model for a grassroots nonprofit. So we started asking people before we pulled the permit, would you like to be able to have alcohol here? Let's vote. And what do people say? Most people were either on the fence, just didn't care or flat out knows. Yeah. And I get that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't drink myself, but I didn't want to assume that nobody else drinks. And we'll still pull a permit every once in a while for, like, events and, and whatnot. But we definitely stick to the idea that this is a space where we're doing everything we can to keep it as safe as possible for people to explore. And sobriety really supports that structure. <laughs> it really does. Or, I guess more accurately, non-sobriety really struggles to support that structure. I like that better. Yeah, because not all sober people understand consent either. It's not a magic <laughs> consent button. Sober, not sober. Consent, not consent. Um, and we talk a lot about consent here. So before we... We're going to go to a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to share some instances of things that we weren't expecting to have to deal with here. And... Uh, yeah. But before we go to the break, our consent model here is the affirmative consent model, meaning that you don't do things and if people react badly, stop. And instead, you actually ask someone before you do the thing, whatever the thing is, before you reach out to pat someone, before you demo on them, before you start talking to them about your genitals or your sexual preferences, um, you ask people. It's really that simple. So it's like, are you a hug shaker, a handshaker, or would you just, you know, fist bump? Like, what's your jam, right? And just that small thing creates a space for people to feel like they actually have bodily autonomy. And I know for some of us, it can be like the first time you've ever really felt it, you know? And, and on top of that, because a whole bunch of us that run the space are somewhere on that queer spectrum, it ended up being a queer support space. That wasn't our intention, but it makes sense because that's what we needed. So, of course, we were leaning towards those, those kinds of events. And because we're all um, not strictly het or not strictly cis, we just understand that, you know, there comes with a lot of social bullshit. So we made policies for that. So anyways, that was a lot of me talking to give you kind of the backstory on... <laughs> 
what I thought I was building when I was like six, positive center, was education and consent and respecting bodily autonomy. I am going to shift you over to a break. And for those who just tuned in, you are listening to Sex Talk. And we're going to come back and be talking about some of the more, how did you put that? Interesting. Interesting situations. Yeah, that we've come across because we run this center. Cool. This is Angel. I use she, they pronouns. We'll talk to you in a bit. A kiss is not a contract, but it's very nice. Mm, it's very nice. Just because you've been exploring my mouth doesn't mean you get to take an expedition for the south. No, a kiss is not a contract, but it's very nice. It's very, very nice. Just because we've been playing tonsil hockey doesn't mean you get to score the goal that's in my jockeys. Cause I'm in a two-man novelty band Doesn't mean it's all about boomtang I can't go around loving everyone I just wouldn't get anything done You could take me out to dinner, that might be quite nice You could buy me a burrito and some beans and rice But that won't get you into Pan's Paradise It takes you up to heaven, oh, oh A kiss is not a contract, but it's very nice It's very, very nice I'm only one man Baby, pretty baby We're only two men, ladies Babies, pretty babies. Every third Friday at Aspect is Taste of Kink, where you can come down and explore all your naughty fantasies under the guidance of experienced and screened volunteers and personnel. We have a spanking booth, a hot wax demonstration bondage, and so much more. Check it out at www.aspecc.ca. Do 
Today I'm sitting with Kyle and the two of us are going to be sharing a little bit of information about some of the behind the scenes things that happen when you run a center like this where we talk so much about sex positivity and we have the word sex positive in the name of the organization. And for those who aren't familiar, it is Alberta Sex Positive Education and Community Center. You can find us online at www.aspecc.ca. We're a nonprofit governed by an elected board. Um... Yeah, we're a registered nonprofit. We have charity status here in Alberta. We've been fighting for federal charity status, but they actually told me, and here's something we didn't expect running a sex positive center. The Revenue Canada actually told me that we cannot have charity status and host orgasm fundraisers. I spent two and a half hours on the phone with one of their agents explaining that the orgasm fundraiser was not an orgy, but instead was a fundraiser specifically targeting the idea that feminine orgasms are performative based for male consumption and people collected pledges they set their own goals and we talked about our experiences meeting those goals and trying to challenge our own selves in the notion that our orgasms had to be performative and it was a resounding success it was a great fundraiser there were a lot of people from health professions and legal professions here um, enjoying the space and supporting that kind of education. So very disappointing that all Revenue Canada heard was orgasms and their their um, ink dried up in the inkwell right there. But I mean, that was just one of those things. And we run into this all the time. I mean, the word sex has so much stigma that 
Everything else around the name aspect is just ignored. The education community center is just, oh, got the S word. Yeah. Sex! <laughs> and it's really sad that we live in a society that's that repressed, that just hearing the word sex or hearing someone talk about sex the way we do here, I think is part of the problem. Like, people have never experienced that before. Some people have, obviously, because I have um, experienced people being able to just talk about sex like you do the weather or cleaning out your fridge, right? Like, they're just, it's just another part of life. And when you come for a tour here, we're like, so this is our board with the events. Here's the bathroom. Here's a room you're allowed to have sex in on sex permissive events. There's condoms and lube in the bowl there. Um, This room here, the queer youth kids hang out in. And they're just like, What? And then to see their eyes back and forth, just and just smiles, just surprise, and just just every range of emotion goes across their face as you talk about the different rooms. Here's some things about the education. Here's our uh, our sex swing. Here's <laughs> the youth resource board. And this we... is where the kids do D and D. This is a private room you can use to have sex in. Like we try to do a little bit of everything and just explain to them and watching that range of emotion just go across their face of being in, in a place that. Even listening to me like, I never even knew a place like this even existed. And when have guys been open? And and it's so one of the reasons, like we talk a lot about how we're the first of our kind in Canada. Um, well, in North America, because most, if not all of the sex positive centers focus on adult things. And I think that's great. And I'm not going, we're better. It's just we didn't have anyone to mentor us or to help us figure out how to navigate some of this stuff. Because we do offer the queer supports. We do offer the youth program. So Sundays here um, are all about youth. We do some volunteer training and stuff on Sundays, but there is no uh, X-rated 18 plus events or education in the center on Sundays, period. Um, And originally it was first and third Sunday, and now it's every Sunday because, I mean, the kids deserve it and they really need that space. But we also, we go into universities and we teach, we've taught at senior centers, I've taught at the high school, um, and everything we teach is like based on that consent model on destigmatizing sex, on removing shame, and just having really frank conversations about what, where that shame com- comes from, because we're not actually born with it, we're taught it, right? And if we can start challenging those biases we're taught to have, we can start to have healthier sex lives and and reduce the risk that we will be harmed or, or harm someone else. So it's just really important to me. But yeah, I like that look of surprise of, I'm, I didn't know something like this existed. And it's like, well, it didn't, <laughs> right? Like we had to fight tooth and nail to get the permits, to, to find the space where we could afford it, to get the programs in place to help support it. It was a lot of work. And unfortunately, that frank talk seems to lead people to believe that anybody giving them the tour is now open to having very sexual, personal conversations with them. Even about themselves or even asking the person that they're talking to. Um, I'm a trans woman. I use she, her pronouns. And when we start talking about here an aspect, how we use pronouns um, when introducing, introducing ourselves and why we do so, all of a sudden people just start asking me all questions about, you know, surgeries and my, 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 uh, my journey and just, oh, this person is open to talking about this sexual aspect of them or this part that's connected to sexuality and the sexual aspect for themselves. And they just start asking questions and all of a sudden it's like, oh, and asking, uh, yeah, they just, all of a sudden it feels like they can just talk about all the things. Yeah. So like, uh, 
one of the things we ran into was, yeah, somebody very enthusiastically wanting very personal information from Kyle about her personal journey. And that I had only known for about two and a half minutes. Yeah. And I mean, they were keen and very interested in learning. Um, but the amount of times that I want to respond to people in situations like that with Google it, it, if I had a penny for every time I have thought, could you just fucking Google that? We would not need rent money for at least five years. I, and if you think I'm exaggerating, just come hang out here for eight hours during the day while I'm working. You will fucking get it by the time that eight hours is done. Um, never mind what happens at the events, right? So somebody will come here. Like we did a class on um, prostate play and pegging. No real prostates were harmed in the making of that workshop. And it's a very blunt class. We talk about pleasure. We talk about ejaculation. We talk about body parts. And we're very specific as to, you know, things, how you have to take other people's nuances, their own bodies into consideration that we can't give you the magic step-by-step schematic that's going to work on every individual with a prostate um obviously or i guess it's not obvious or people wouldn't continue to ask me for that um and afterwards i had somebody ask me if i'd pick them and like you were in that class at any time during that class did you get the indication that i was advertising sex work no completely total opposite made mention of your partners and how you don't do that kind of stuff and whoa i did not know about that that is no every other the complete opposite indications were given throughout the class of you are an educator you're here to help other people's experiences and learning how to do things by themselves you have your own things and you have your own partners and you don't do that with other people how many times did i bring up that you're probably going to go home and do this yeah. And I know you're really excited, but try to pay attention to whatever safety factor, whatever. I, how many times I cracked that joke? It's several. You know, so I when I run the classes, and I think it's disconcerting for people because I try very hard to be professional and personable, right? I want to be approachable. I want you to be able to ask the questions, um, but I make it pretty clear that I'm not going to give you information about my own sex life, right? Sex like I don't go, the last me. time I pegged my partner, you know, like we don't. We don't do that because then people feel free to bring that into their conversations. And it's it's a boundary setting, right? Yeah. And bar none, I always seem to be able to peg which person, no pun intended, which person <laughs> is going to say or do something that is just, I want to say beyond the pale, right? Like it's just so not within the well realm no, of reason no way of anticipating that that was the question or the statement that was going to be yet, directed at you i can pick them out like when they walk in i know which one it's going to be oh boy because there's there's little indications that people don't respect those boundaries right so that was our, our more recent class um yeah the one yesterday i i'm still fucking furious I had an individual had emailed me. They asked me if they needed ID for an event. I answered all their questions really professionally. And they responded back with, thanks, which could start. You remind me of specific name porn star who does specific fetish, smiley face. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with that information? What do you... What am, oh, no, they didn't say to... you remind me of. They said you look like. Yeah. You look just like this porn star. So one, this person has an anonymous email address, right? With just initials. I have no idea who the fuck they are. So now you've told me that you know where I work. You know what I look like enough 
to tell me I look like this porn star, okay? And that this porn star does your favorite, um, and I don't want to mention the fetish because I don't want people to focus on what that fetish was, but we're not talking like bondage, which is every fucking porn star ever, or anal, which is every fucking porn star ever. They're talking about a very specific fetish. It's a little bit And niche. you've let me know that this person you fantasize to, I now remind you of. How awesome. Happy for you? I mean, you can have those thoughts. I totally get it. I have those thoughts. But I would never contact the reception at a space and then just feel free to make those kinds of sexual comments to them. So I responded firmly um, with how that sexual harassment that I'm at work, that I've never agreed to have those kinds of conversations with them. And they responded back with this real gaslighty email about how we're not a safe space because I reacted negatively and that I should get thicker skin. So I told them to fuck off. Um, do you know what I mean? And like, I, yeah. I stand by that. And I'm fairly certain that anybody that's ever been to Aspect and enjoyed the space here would understand why that's an issue. That somebody it's right just, off the box. That's just something we don't do. <laughs> like... Okay, and and like I mean, we we have the conversations about like you're going to see things that are going to be aroused, and you're going to be aroused, and you're going to have thoughts, but don't make your attraction, your arousal, someone else's problem. Like that's one of our key tenets that we talk about in every orientation. And why <laughs> do we talk about that in every orientation? Because every time that we either haven't or we've made the 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 the, the, the room to be like, oh, you came in late, we'll give you the small orientation. Every time we've made that little concession, every time we made that little bit of a little bit of a room. Someone makes a, I don't want to call it a mistake because sometimes it's just blatant. Someone says or does something that is just so, I don't even have the right words. Over it's the just, top? Aggressive? Yeah, over the, to over the top aggressive. <laughs> like it, 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 if we don't have the orientations and just talking about consent culture isn't enough, we have to have an actual orientation that specifically lays down what our consent culture looks like to us. Because if we don't, people just assume and it's and it, it, it doesn't work out nice and it, it, people get awkward <laughs> people get um i like that you're calling it awkward they make other people <laughs> feel uncomfortable really quickly and if people feel uncomfortable they don't feel safe to explore their own sexual things or ask their own sexual questions or even admit that sex is something they think about because they're afraid they're inviting that kind of behavior to themselves so yeah, like it's, it's craptastic. So I hate to stop on a negative note, but we are, we are going to take it to some more funnier examples. I hope you can laugh with me um, and know that we weep a little when we laugh and that's okay. Now, this is Angel. You're listening to Sex Talk and we're talking about some of the out there things that we've run into from running a space that's sex positive. We'll be back shortly. Talk about timing. Hello. Hey, beautiful. Mm. I'm shaky, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, shit. There's been some really fucked up shit in the last couple of days. Yeah.
make another duplicate and vote our staff and volunteers. Oh, you're rewriting the whole orientation? I'm adding five slides. Oh, shit. Nice. Okay. Is that clear enough? Is that fucking clear enough? Yeah. Tell me. It, it is. Is it too blunt? Should I run it by? Should I run it by? The only oh, I thing gotta, I gotta not do that. The only thing I would say is change fuck to play. And all of them? I think so. Or interact. Just even interact. <laughs> fuck. Like, I I, I really. I do agree with you that you should say fuck. How about sex you up? Apparently I'm too... Yeah, you know what? Make sure that sex is there. Okay, right? so I've got sex you up, fuck you, and play with you. So that's my compromise. Okay, yeah, yeah. If they want to fuck you, they will say so. Do, do not host and to, to play with you or spank you, etc. Yeah, I th yeah, I think you're right. So... Can I introduce you? Are you willing to talk too? We're talking about some of the unexpected shit we run into here because of the word sex positive in our organization. Sure. So far, we've talked about fucked hard from yesterday. Oh, okay. Wow. You're using... Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm... You're, you're done. Okay. I really am. I'm gonna steal a ginger ale. Okay. There's... You still got a big bottle in there. Oh, okay. Um, so this is what I've added. I've added uh, this one. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't me, it was Violet. I didn't read through it, I was just reading the quick idea. Okay, yeah. cool. So I need to change this so that this is not centered. Because that's really fucking annoying. There. Yeah, with the numbers there, it doesn't... That's better, right? And I'll just make this a little bigger. Yep, I completely agree. There. Okay, so then we go through them. Consent to guard just because. Yes. Yes. Kyle. Yeah. Do you have any uh, gummies or anything? Yep. Or do you have any hot juice still? Yeah. 
So I added some slides to our event orientation. We added one on discretion. Like if you see somebody here, don't fucking talk about them. Don't walk up to them at Kingsway Mall, Safeway, whatever. Yeah. Um, etiquette. So I got just a little thing here outlining what we're going to talk about. And then consent to conversation. Just because they're here doesn't mean they want to hear about your sexual interests, desires, or body parts. Give them the opportunity to consent. You know, like are you open to more personal conversation? I love it when people ask me that. It makes me happy. Yeah. Timing. Is this a space that clearly creates an expectation for folks to talk about sex or play? That's why I'm waiting. I like that it's not live. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Um, I've got, for example, if you're at a workshop, they're here to learn. If you're at Sexually Seeking or Slutty Saturday, they might be here to meet and play. You know? Yeah. Which is why I added the staff one, because I immediately thought, unless they're in the canteen or behind the desk or... Running the yeah. fucking mop, leaving the fuck alone. Not that you can't play when you're volunteering. Yeah. But I, I really want the volunteers to start owning their own play yep. so that we can start telling people to leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. Um, space to say no. Are you blocking their exit, standing over them? Did you phrase your interest in a way that leaves room for their input? I want to fuck you is not the same thing as how would you feel about negotiating, spanking, anal, or bondage with me? Do you think I need to fuck out of there too? Mm, no, that's a little bit more... Social credit and power. Yeah, I want to fuck you is not the same as how would you feel about negotiating? Because a lot of people is like, hey, do you want to play? Are you interested in fucking? You want to have some sex? It's like, no, that is so aggressive. <laughs> not to mention, though, that's not specific. Wish I could see through, see deep into you. And know what you're thinking now And if I'm what you needed I need some kind of sign Let me know cause I can't read your mind Are you ready? Do you 
Attention seniors, did you know that sex without a condom can get you all kinds of lovely gifts like gonorrhea and syphilis? And even oral sex requires a barrier in order to prevent these very awful STIs from being transmitted from one person to another. Make sure you've got your condoms and barriers and use them wisely. Sex Talk, your sex-positive radio show hosted by Alberta Sex Positive Education and Community Centre. My name is Angel, and I'm your host this evening. Today, we are talking about some of the interesting things that we come across just because the word sex-positive is in the name of our business and because we run events that have to do with sex, sex education, pleasure, LGBTQ things, that kind of thing. I am sitting here with Kyle. Hello. And Azalea. Hi. And we were having quite the discussion during the break, but I want to share what is probably the oddest thing that has ever happened to my knowledge at an event here. We were having a Sibian rodeo and these mask presenting folks walked in here and had never been here before. I I mean, I don't know who they were. And they were pretty disgruntled that they didn't walk in the door and immediately somebody was riding the Sibian putting on a show for them. And they also um, indicated that they expected somebody to be putting on a show with both the fuck saw and the Sibian. So I explained to them that people don't have to perform here, blah, blah, blah. You've all heard the speech, right? Because even though we have those things here and people can use them, they can take them into the private rooms. And we all have to be okay with that. Like that's part of that whole, you know, sex positive consent bodily autonomy thing. And they were pretty disgruntled, kind of hinted they want the, wanted their money back. And I was like, no, it says right in the event that we don't force people to perform, right? You can use this equipment in private. Yeah. And they were pretty disgruntled. I found out why. They had their kid, like the little brother or something, in the car outside. So they spent $25 a piece, these three folks, to come in here thinking they were going to watch some live sex and walk out. They left a kid in the car. And the only reason I know that is because one of our attendees, I think being a smart aleck, was like, can I go say hi to them? And ended up doing that. And honest to God, there was a minor. So they pulled up here with little brother or cousin or their kid or whatever the story might be. Came in here, paid their money, and were like, show it to me. I'm in a hurry. I got to go. Kid's in the car. They thought... They, they were coming to a sex show. And, I think so. And, and they, they, they brought, they a, brought a kid? They brought a... I mean, good for them leaving the, the minor outside, but... <laughs> well, also not. I mean, you can't leave a dog in the car sense. in this weather. I don't know why you'd leave a child. And it sounds like That's, they were about, that, like, 14-ish. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, not, not like a baby or anything. But I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? So, yeah, that's my funny as fuck story. I, I don't even have words. And for anybody joining us, we're just, we're kind of having a laugh at some of the unexpected, but maybe should have expected things that happen. But I think that one is truly unexpected. I don't think we could have planned for that. Yeah, that, wow. <laughs> wow. That is a wow. Do you remember the first spin the bottle? 
I wasn't at the first spin the model. Well, the first one you were at when dudes were leaving. Weren't you here for that? Oh, you were here for, for that. For the, the, the sexily seeking? Yeah. Yes. We had a mixer. We called it sexily seeking. Here at Aspect, we're very much a LGBTQ space, but we're, we're open to everybody. And... Um, I would probably say we had a good good amount of people in here for for that event. I would say close to the to our max, which is about forty forty five ish. Um, after that, it starts to get a little uncomfortable. And on the event was going on, and well, I don't know about halfway through, a couple of individuals, a couple of mass presenting individuals, on their way out, um, were under their breath enough to make sure that us volunteers heard but like it wasn't directed but it was loud enough that we could hear passive aggressive bullshit passive yeah. aggressive bullshit um going on about like oh my god like this is such a uh, this is such a sausage fest there's so many dudes here there's not enough chicks like oh my god like this is ridiculous it's a sausage fest and they, they putter out the door and whatever then at the end of the night when everyone else has done the mixture and, and then on the way out there was a number of mass presenting people going like oh my god this was fantastic it was such a sausage fest there was so many guys like it, they showed up to a center <laughs> that is like we're at every <laughs> single event post says we are a queer friendly space run and organized by folks of varying degrees of queer themselves, queer themselves every and... single event says that under yep. our safer space policy post and like heterosexual individuals get get along great here, and they find people to play with and and, and have good time. But we're because most of us are bi or pan or and the, the, figuring the it demographic out or... is very much queer. Yeah. <laughs> but even people who are heterosexual have perfectly fine luck. But to come in here and be like, oh my god, it's such a, a sausage fest, and then to hear other people go like, oh my god, it was such a sausage fest. <laughs> it was just, uh, I didn't anticipate, I didn't ever would have thought of that would have been a thing, but then after hearing it, it was kind of like, oh yeah. <laughs> go to most mixer, mixers, you're expecting a 50-50 because you're expecting it to be heteronormative. Come to a sex body positive education center, and it's about everybody and we don't differentiate between oh we're gonna have a straight mixer we're gonna have a poly mixer we're gonna have a queer mixer we're gonna have a whatever type mixer no we're just having a mixer and yeah it was just just seeing the the exact same phrase come out of two different people and for two completely separate reasons was like oh okay <laughs> remind me after we're done i now have an idea for the next mixer i'm so excited <laughs> That's cool. For those that are just stopping in, we're talking about some of the interesting problems we run into running a sex positive center. I feel like this could be our show forever now. We could just do this for an hour every week. Because um, we're halfway through. We've only got like another seven minutes left before I got to flip us over to the next show. That's just funny as heck. Um, one of the things I've noticed we run into a lot is the amount of people that come in here with the expectation that their 5 to $20 that they put in on their ticket, depending on the event, means that someone here is going to insert sexual or kink activity here with them. Yeah, you like it, pay $5, get it, or pay $20, because some of our more adult events are a little bit more, then they're just expecting to, you know, get their genitals wet. Um, they just, yeah, people come in here with expectations of getting play, and but don't try to talk to anyone or socialize or negotiate <laughs> and just expect things to happen and to them to them yeah mm -hmm. and i mean you feel the emails like those <laughs> entry emails like how many a week do you think start off with 
I am a straight, cisgendered man looking to meet others and explore my sexuality. Is this a safe place for me? Because, uh... <laughs> yes, you're at risk everywhere else. Yeah. It's very hard as a... Sorry. At least one or two of them a week. Um, and you've been doing that for how many months? I've... Uh, actually, this month will be one year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kyle. <laughs> It's been it's been a wonderful experience. It's been a wonderful experience and great experiences. But some of the um, some of the stuff that we take care of with the admin and the emails and uh, for people who are like feel, feeling out the waters to see if like this is a place that they want to come check out, they have some very interesting questions and um, a lot of them are really good good educational questions. Like um, what but do I need to bring again. for ID? <laughs> Let me Google that for you. Yeah. Right? So and we have one, um, like all of our events describe what happens here, correct? You like, I mean, I had some of the newbies go through yeah. and actually look at the events and tell me, can you tell what is happening at this event? Yeah. And I think every month I get for Slutty Saturday, Foot Fetish, and Taste of Kink, can you tell me exactly what to expect? Yes, and Foot I'm like, Fetish. I, 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 had a, I, I had a few phone calls, but I uh, like... In a little bit, um, in the past couple of weeks, where I was like asking, asking me to describe exactly what happens um, on the phone, to what happens at the thing, and I was like, I, I went through the event and I was like, this is what's on the event, and he's like, the person was like, oh, well, I, I just want to know more, and I'm like, that's like not what? actually like, my what ex- job. What exactly do you want to know? Like, I, yeah, exactly. I was like, do they think this is code for we have sex workers here? Like, I, I, I'm never too sure what they're asking when they're like, I want to know more. It's I've like, had it happen e- twice that at events where we where it is either sex permissive or touch permissive, I get phone calls that are at, and the, they don't even ask, like, hey, how's it going? Like, not even the, 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 uh, the pleasantries. It's just straight into, is there any action going on? How many chicks are there that night? It's just oh, like, I get that a lot. <laughs> like, what's the ratio? That's my favorite one. What, what's like, the ratio? You know, it's that, almost that night? predominantly it's like, people that I identify as femme or non-binary, but none of them are going to be interested in you. <laughs> and I've actually said that. You know what I mean? Like, and I can tell because you're asking me how many chicks are here with the assumption that if somebody meets your definition of chick, they're going to want to interact with you. Like well, it, yeah, exactly. Do you know how many queer people come here? Like how many chicks are here? Um, the farm's out on the few miles <laughs> out east, there, friend. <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, sometimes that's just language, and sometimes yeah. I'm just trying to say, like, are there? Is this just a guys' club? Like, but yeah, I, I get that. But like, just so, like, did you not read through any part of the 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 event description? Anything that represents our our oh. our organization in any way, shape, or form? You would have had that question answered every single event i have someone that asks me is this closing optional is this closing option every event and they always say every event has a dress code attached to it if you're looking on fat life literally everyone. if you're on facebook if it's clothing optional it's in the fucking title so people know that it's clothing optional like i i don't even you know, and like, honestly, if we're allowing sex, you could walk around naked if you want to. You might feel out of place. Right? Yeah, like, not everybody that comes here is a naturist. It, it's but, it's amazing how many questions we get about what is described exactly in the description. Yeah. And like, I don't know, maybe like our one friend there, maybe they're, they're vision impaired or they English is a second language. Like, I don't know. 
But it doesn't seem very sex positive to me to call people and be like, do the work for me. Oh, for the Cuddlebugs event, how much sex? Um, it says right on it, none. There isn't, it's not, not a sex permissive event. Well, how much sex might happen? None. Well, that's, um, yeah. Um, just because it's a sex positive center does not mean that sex is always happening. And I think that's the crux of it. I think that most people hear the phrase sex positive and they think that that means people that have no limits, no boundaries, no respect for themselves and are just here waiting for anyone to rub body parts on them. Like anyone. Just come on in. You know, and, and I understand that there are groups that, that are like that. And there are human beings out there that are like very hedonistic and gluttonous in, in their sexual appetites. And that's awesome. All power to them. Um, but they typically set those rules for themselves. It's not you walk in the door, you're consenting. Well, like, they usually have a very engineered set of, of rules in place before you even get invited to those types of parties and groups and things like that. Yeah. I actually know a couple of guys that like attend a lot of the gangbangs. And super nice, they're decent looking, they're very respectful, but the reason they get invited all the time is because they do only what they're told they can do. You know? Like only what they're told they can do. And they ask the questions. Yeah. They're consensual. So before we wrap up, are there any other like glaring ones that we want to put in there? <sighs> Message. Dear heterosexual, and I'm sorry, men, but this is aimed at you because um, with the exception of one person, these all been mask folks. Or even the idea of it being an education center does not mean that you get to ask the volunteers any educational questions you want. Like I mentioned earlier, being a trans woman, it seems that even if I'm just like, oh, I'm at an event, but I'm doing a tour. All of a sudden, I'm getting questions about, well, what is trans? How do I do pronouns? What, what, what happens when I do pronouns? Oh, I'm so sorry if I use pronouns wrong. And... Just because I'm trans does not mean that I want to have all the trans conversations with an individual. Are, aren't you our on-site resident trans educator? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh! That was my sarcasm voice, I hope just to co- be clear. I help co-host the Trans Non-Binary Social. That does not mean that I'm there for educational purposes. And I get people showing up during the day when I'm trying to get the admin task done, demanding I provide them sex coaching. And they don't know that's what they're asking for, but they're like... How do I get my partner to give me better blowjobs? And it's like, this is way beyond my pay grade. Like, there are people out there that answer these questions for pay because that's their job. And, and, and in fact, I do have a sex coach certificate and I do do this for pay, but not during my other job. I pay fucking minimum wage to do this. You know, like, right. come on. And I'd like to get my job done. But yeah, so we love this place. Like, I don't want to lend people with a, the wrong idea, but like, we, we've been running into a lot lately. These folks who just don't seem to understand what we do here that are intrusive in bringing their no boundaries, no respect attitudes into the space. And I wanted to share it in a way that is, you know, more fun than, <laughs> than not. Well, fun for us, anyways. But uh, my name is Angel. We're broadcasting at Alberta Sex Positive Education and Community Center. You can find us online at www.aspecc.ca. And if you do find us online, please know that when you walk in here, we don't have a bevy of sex workers waiting to provide you with exactly the kink or fetish you want. Thank you very much, Kyle and Azalea, for hanging out with us today. And this has been Sex Talk. Hi, folks. Angel. Use she, they pronouns. I wanted to wrap up our show tonight with a little bit about our youth program 
we had a grant for a year and it allowed us to pay an artist to come in. The artist is uh, previously was a social worker working with disenfranchised youth. So it worked out really well and they're local and an incredible queer human. And they were running the Queer Youth Art Club first and third Sunday of every month um, out of this grant. That grant expired the last of July, and one of our attendees stepped up and covered the artist fees for August. That was very generous and sweet, and, and we love you. But we stand to lose our youth program if we can't get funding. And we have applied for grants, and we are trying all kinds of things to get that funding in there. Our program runs from 2 to 6 every Sunday, and then again from 6.30 to 9.30 every Sunday night. <clears throat> and consists of social supports and space for kids to come hang out that are on the LGBTQIA spectrum. We have 36 kids that access the space. 12 of them are there every time. And the majority of them are trans or otherwise non-binary. And with the exception of a couple of them, most of them are living on the street or they're in care because their parents pick them out when they came out to them. Um, it's very heartbreaking. And we cannot believe the difference having a space and being able to form their own community with people who are fairly close in age acting as mentors has made for these kids. If you know of anyone who'd be interested in helping support this program, if you can throw a couple bucks in yourself, if you want to help host a fundraiser, please reach out. You can reach me at admin at aspect.ca. That's aspecc.ca, and on our website, under the About Us tab, you can see the whole Support Us. There's a fundraiser tab there that takes you to a page where you can choose which fundraisers you want to support, and the youth page is right on there. Please, if you can help, help us keep this program up and running. And that's me. Peace out. Have a sex-positive night.